Trots Life, Matt Lapati's here. Matty, mate, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Hello, Tobes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good, thanks, mate. I'm just uh, the same place as I generally am on a Tuesday, so just yeah. uh, sitting in my office at home in, in Port Melbourne, uh, just uh, perusing over some of these early markets that are coming out for um, an angle Saturday night. There's some good racing up there. We might get to that if you stay on with us in the second half of our chat, but uh, probably... Uh, get some tips out first. We'll have a little break and we'll come back and have a little look at Menangle in what is just fantastic. Uh, some racing and everything that happens up there. And uh, we offline, of course, we're talking straight away about Harness Fantasy. Uh, it's another big week in that too. But first and foremost, mate, let's get through the business uh, that is required. Uh, tipping. We had a good week last week. Uh, we had a nice return on Tuesday, nice return Wednesday, nice return Thursday, which we can't ask much more from our tipsters. Uh, Mildura tonight, race six, was probably the one race I was a bit keen on. I was a bit keen on Foolish Pleasure. Just spoke to James Herbertson at Kilmore uh, the other day about this horse going to Mildura, and he sounded quietly confident. Is that where you've settled, mate? Yeah, I'm very, very keen on Foolish Pleasure. It's the only bet that I've had for the night at Mildura. Um, this is a, a horse that it's, it's trained down, much closer down this way, but it's it's gone to Mildura once before. Uh, this was about it, uh, over a year ago now, and it led and won. It's only run at Mildura, getting home in uh, 55, 6 and 27, 2 over the middle trip, which it, it goes around again tonight. John Barrier 1, it's been running against sort of metropolitan grade horses down closer to town. And around Mildura, when these good metro-level type horses lead and can get a soft lead time, then they become very, very hard to run down. So I think we've got the right driver on, we've got the right draw, we've got the gate speed to lead. And I think if Foolish Pleasure can hold up at the start, which he should, because he's got very good gate speed, Dan, he'll be very hard to run down. The main danger is is obviously Dancing Finn, number eight, yeah. uh, for Alan Tormey. It's me. drawn number two on the back row. So at some stage, Tormey will have to probably put it into the race and go around to the breeze to sit outside of, of the... Um, of the leader, but Herbertson's the right driver to be able to then run the right sectionals and lift the tempo at the right yeah. time to essentially rate Dancing Finn out of the race. Yeah. So it looks a race in two, but I'm surprised that they actually went up Dancing Finn. Uh, actually, no, they didn't go down up Dancing Finn, but they both went up around the same price, and there has been a little bit of money for both. But I think come race time, Foolish Pleasure will be a clear favourite because of the draw. And uh, and as I said, it's not often we see Herb go up to Bill Dura, but when he does. Uh, quite often he has a bit of a class edge on some of the other drivers that go up. So well, race six, number one, very keen as my best of the night, Mildura, foolish pleasure. Well, I can add some information to that. When they saw the Douglas horses in at Melton on Saturday night, they figured, well, they won't be backing up Tuesday at Mildura. So we should get a good draw with foolish pleasure. And, you know, we won't be taking on Rick Riley, Ozzy Butler and and uh, Bernie Winkle all in the same race. So they saved the horse out of Melton Saturday night and kept him for Mildura, thinking it would be that's, a perfect race for That's very, him. very smart by the stable to, to identify that the Douglas yep. horses were, were in on the Saturday. So let's take foolish pleasure to 
hopefully yep. have a cheap kill up Mildura. That's very smart. Yep, I thought you. I, I, I probably shouldn't be telling private information like that, but uh, that's, that's. I think I don't think it hurts anyone to hear that stuff. That, that you know, and Ash and James are pretty smart fellows, so uh, I'm very keen on it. You're very keen on it. That's that's that was going to be my one tip. It's your one tip at Mildura, so everything's pointing in the right direction there, mate. Now, uh, Menangle, we kick off in race two, do we? The trot race. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a pretty good trot race for Tuesday. There's some horses here that uh, will become metropolitan grade trotters. So um, it's certainly worth watching it. And I'm with number two, Majestic Trio for Brad Hewitt. Uh, it's already been two sixty into one ninety. A deserved favourite. It's a former Kiwi who's still only lightly raced since coming to Australia. Five year old mare, and it's had two runs back from a seven month break. And its two runs have been absolutely superb indicating to me that it's probably taken the next step this campaign. First up, it sat in the breeze in 155 over the mile. Then last start, badly held up back on the fence over the middle trip in a stand-start race and rattled down the outside to get within a length of BJ Lindenny at the, at the end. In that stand-start, it started off 20. BJ Lindenny started off the front and led comfortably. Um, today, they're both off-level marks in a, in a mobile. So even though BJ Lindenny beat it last time, I'm not sure it can beat it today. The middle trip uh, over the 2300 certainly suits Majestic Trio. It's a strong horse, can run a good uh, 2300, and it doesn't necessarily have to lead. There is a bit of gate speed from uh, BJ Lindenny out wide. Uh, maybe even Royal Glen Ferry right moves will also push forward at the start. But as long as Brad Hewitt uh, can keep it trotting the whole way and keep it balanced, then I think it's certainly the one to beat. So that's race two, number two, Majestic Trio. I'm interested. You've put race three, which looks a tricky race to me. I know. Shane Sanderson's got a bit of an opinion of sweet agenda, but uh, there's a lot of little bits of different form lines and some good trainers and drivers in this race. So I'll be interested at Menangle Race 3. Yeah, open race, but yeah. I reckon I've, I, I like one here. And it's been it's already been well-backed at 6 into into 3.20, and that's number 3 all-star magician for Glenn McElhinney. Uh This horse, his last two runs, in these similar types of Tuesday races have been superb where he started from gates 10 and 9 and showed good gate speed but had to then get caught in the breeze uh, running sort of constant sectionals up front. I think today, drawn gate 3 much closer to the fence, it might actually find the front. So in a similar field, it's been beaten 4 metres and 2 metres recently sitting in the breeze in these against these same types of horses. So I think being on the pegs compared to off the pegs might be enough to make up that sort of four and, and two metre margin. So I think number one will hand up to it this time. Um, two starts back, uh, All-Star Magician set outside full on and beat it. So I think Luke McCarthy will have to take the sit this time. And out wider, I know Sweet Agenda, um, you know, there's a bit of a wrap on it, but it's only a three-year-old filly drawn wide this time. It led last start and ran second beat in the head in that race where All-Star Magician sat in the breeze and got beaten two metres. But from the draw, I can't see Sweet Agenda finding the pegs this time. And I expect to see All-Star Magician in front. So I'm happy to side with All-Star Magician. I'm a bit surprised they didn't go up favourite. They went up $6, about fourth or fifth favourite. But it's into favourite now. And I expect it to lead and go very, very close. Uh, that's race three, number three, All-Star Magician. Menangle race seven. Uh, you're back to Brad Hewitt? Or uh, do you think Coral Stride can beat Lebowski? Or are you going... Martin Herbert's got one in it. Let me tell you, he is an elite trainer, Martin Herbert. Uh, Heavenly Bell, who we've seen plenty of over the years. Yeah, this looks a racing too. Um, and two very promising horses, Coral Stride, number six, and Lubowski, number nine. So uh, Lubowski, 
uh, is drawn wide here and isn't the sort of horse that really has gate speed, whereas Coral Stripe does have very good gate speed and I think can zip across on lead and therefore it becomes the one to beat. So I'm siding with Coral Stripe to Jack Trainer. It's only had one run for his stable. Uh, crossed easily from gate seven, so I won't have any, any issue crossing to the fence today. It went 152.9, home in 55.3 and 26.9. So if he can get home in 26.9 and go a 152-mile again today, then Brad Hewitt has some big decisions to make, whether he goes around and parks in the breeze mid-race or comes with one run. Uh, he hasn't put this horse into the race in its three Australian runs. Brad Hewitt on Lebowski, it's been driven sit-sprint. And therefore, if he sits back and gives Coral Strider a start today, I don't think he can beat it. If he goes to the breeze, then obviously um, the horse is being driven out of its comfort zone differently to what we've seen so far. So I'd rather go on what we know, and that is Coral Stride has the gate speed to lead and go a 152. And therefore, I think it should be the pick of the two. They opened up the other one favourite, Lebowski, but Coral Stride uh, is, is the one that's, that's firm so far, and I expect it to be the one that starts favourite and hopefully leads and wins. So that's race seven, number six, Coral Stride. Albion Park, race six. Nakula, number six, got us the money last week. I'm sure that's the one you tipped at 4 or $5 it got up, mate. Yeah, that's the one. Um, but today we're steering clear. Ooh. So last week it led, got a very cheap lead, yep. and just more or less got home in, in a pretty slick last quarter. Today it's drawn wide, so I can't really see it finding the pegs today. Yep. Um, and it is quite an open race, and the map is not really certain here, but I think the leader could possibly be number two, Mickey Magic, for Pete McMullen. Yeah. Sister Bliss is obviously a good chance off the front row, but I'm going with one off the back row here, and that's number nine, Free Thinker for Grant Dixon. Uh, this is a horse that's only a three-year-old. Um, it's won its last two runs uh, both this season. Its last win was in a $20,000 Saturday night race where it led, got away with a bit in front, but still got home in 55, 6 and 27, 2, which is pretty nippy sectionals. Um, it obviously won't lead today because it's on, on the back row, but I think it follows through a quick beginner Mickey Magic, which means it should get through into a reasonable position in the running line early, not too far off them. Yeah. And um, Sister Bliss may be caught in the breeze outside Mickey Magic. And Nicola, I'm not sure whether it goes forward or back today, but it's sort of in no man's land out there. So even though it won for us last week, I'll be steering clear. So I'm with Freethinker uh, for Grant Dixon uh, off the back row. Hopefully can run over them late. So that's race six, number nine. Now, race seven, <laughs> are you going the favourite here, Midnight Calm, who's been a uh, a bit of a journeyman as far as horses go? Yeah, I am actually with Midnight Calm here. This is another race where it's a very open sort of race. It's $3 the field, and there looks to be good speed off the front row. Burns Bay will want to lead. The high commander for Pete McMullen will want to lead. Water Roller can also fly the gate when asked, so... I think if they burn up a little bit early and go a sub-27 first quarter, it might really set it up for Matt Elkins on midnight calm here. Um, this horse is first up from a little bit of a freshen up. Uh, it hasn't ran since December, so it hasn't trialled either, but it has shown in the past that it can go well coming off tempo, even though some of its wins in Queensland have been leading. It has shown that it can sprint from off a, a solid tempo, which it hopefully gets today. Um Victorian punters will know this horse because it started its career with Nigel Neal down right. in Victoria. Yeah. And it didn't actually win a race for him, but then it went to South Australia and started winning a few and then sent it up in Queensland it when Matt Elkins too, bought it. Sorry? It was in Tassie, wasn't it? It was, yes, yeah. yes. Um, it was in Tassie and then Matt Elkins bought it and took it up to Queensland and he's training and owning it now and the horse is absolutely flying since it went up to him back before Christmas. It uh, went 152 around Albion leading, so it can certainly run time when asked. But today, 
I would expect it to be driven sit sprint, but it's showing that it can do that as well. So it's a very different horse now to the one that we saw back early in its career in Victoria. It's improved a lot since then. And uh, hopefully Alkins in the black and yellow colours can get the money for us today. So that's race seven, number nine, midnight calm. Beautiful, mate. Uh, I'll put all them up on Twitter as well. We might get a break away, come back, and we'll have five minutes to talk about uh, Saturday night, if you don't mind. Yep, sure. Beautiful. Back in a moment, and we'll look at Menango on Saturday night with Maddie Lapard, the big cat.